Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for games for the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the leader of the Psychonauts in this episode. Andrew, with me, the one who thought this game was about crazy knots, Keith. Hello. And our recruit and training, our special guest, my brother, Aaron. Hello. And before we begin, my brother here also does his own podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Wow, starting off uh, just right away with the plug. Uh, yeah, so I am the co-host of the Real Movie Talk podcast. Uh, so we talk every week, every Friday. We get new episodes. We just talk movies. So we talk uh, reviews. We talk news. We talk trailers. We talk Shrek. We talk <laughs> Nick Cage. Uh, we hit all the important beats that you need uh, for your movie news. So, yeah, every Friday. Yeah, so check them out. Uh, they also have really good Nicolas Cage episodes. They're really funny. And a new one coming up? Oh, uh, I should have done nice. this Dave. But real quick I want to start a new podcast called The Fake Movie Talk. <laughs> yeah. No, that <laughs> would be a really good idea. And It'd probably be a huge hit. It would really burn week, you guys. Every yeah. week you copy their episode and just make fun of their episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a review of our episode. <laughs> I like that. But Aaron, uh, real quick, describe yourself. Do you consider yourself a hardcore gamer, a moderate gamer, noob? I mean, I I would say moderate. I mean, you and I have obviously grown up on video games, but you you were somebody that would far more explore games, where I would get hooked on one and play a lot of Call of Duty. Let's just say it as it is. It's Call (laughs) of Duty. I played lots and lots and lots of Call of Duty, and that was kind of about it. So you'd explore more than I would. So I'd say moderate. Okay. But a little bit more than Keith. He, you would say yeah. a little bit more than Keith. Yes, Aaron is like me, but actually with skill, and and <laughs> I just am me. I'm like Liz, I, but I play a lot. It depends. Sometimes I shock myself at how bad I am at something. Uh, like I just like like aggressively bad. Uh, the other day I was playing Valhalla, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and like it was like a tutorial boss. <laughs> I died to that tutorial boss like nine <laughs> times. I couldn't follow the basic instructions and i was really embarrassing myself no one was watching me but i was like how am i not getting this like why am i getting insta killed here it was bad sometimes that's the most embarrassing is when nobody's even around to like laugh at you with it just like the other day watched me play chivalry and i was doing the tutorial there and he's just getting so annoyed watching me not listen to the instructions it was like swing your sword and you're sitting there stabbing the guy i just refused to listen to the instructions i said i know how to do this and uh, i didn't so i I'm moderate, although I just describe myself as really bad, but I am moderate, I swear. So, getting into the episode, this week we played Psychonauts by Double Fine Studios. Uh, Keith, you've played a Double Fine Studio because we did a recording of one. You remember what it was? Yes, sir. That would be Jack Black Game, because I can't remember <laughs> the name, but Jack Black Brutal Game. Legends. And did it feel very similar? I don't think so overall. I mean, maybe the more that I think about it in terms of like the large amount of just mini collectibles and you just get tons of them all the time. I guess I can see that. But otherwise, as far as like the fighting style and stuff, I thought it was overly different in like the platforming and and whatnot. Aaron, have you ever experienced a Double Fine game? Uh, I don't think I've played Brutal Legend. Did they make um, Monkey Island? They did. Okay, then I've pl- I remember Monkey Island, 
and I remember it being the funniest game I had ever played before. And that was 90s, I think. Yeah. Uh, when I played that. I'm trying to think if I've played anything else from Double Fine Studios. Like, I'm aware of the games they've made, but I just don't think... Again, I, I, I haven't really explored a whole lot, so... What well, else have I, they I made? Reiterate. They didn't fully make Monkey Island, but I know some of the people left and did it. Yeah. Uh, originally, it was something Lucas. Day Lucas of the Arts. Tentacle was one game that they made. Grim Fandango was another game that they've made. So it was a lot of point-and-click adventures. And, uh, and didn't they have a recent one that was a point-and-click adventure? It, they did it in like two halves. It yes, was right yes, before yes, Microsoft yes, yes, yes. bought them. Yeah, I, I had Liz play that game, and she absolutely loved it. It was. Um, I've heard people say it was awesome. I figured it was the name really it. good. Oh, my gosh. I just remember they released the first half, and I was like, maybe someday I'll play that when they release the whole thing. And uh, oh my gosh. I still haven't played don't, it. <laughs> don't you worry, guys. Google is at my fingertips. Yeah, I, Google I, that jank. And so it was right before Microsoft purchased them, so... Broken Age. Broken Age. Yeah, that's it. So, like, I'm aware that they made a bunch of games. I, I just, I really have not played them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Double Fine's one of my favorite studios. They're really good. But, yeah, so Psychonauts, this is an original Xbox game. It's a 3D platformer, uh, very kind of old school. But even though it's an original Xbox game, I think this, for me personally, I think this game holds up very well. Uh, it originally released in 2006, and you are playing young cadet named Raz who is going to this camp for psychic warriors and you are essentially training to join this organization organization of psychonauts which is eventually they're kind of like superheroes that kind of go around and fight supernatural forces throughout the world so you go to this camp and things are not as they appear to be so you're trying to unravel the mystery behind it so going around Aaron since you're the guest I'll have you go first was this a game or a pass for you I mean it's a game it's I don't know if it's necessarily one that I fell in love with. Um, I, a re, a, initially, when I first started playing it, I was like, man, this game shows its age. But the more I dove into it, the more I was like, you know what, actually, this really kind of holds up. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, it's really hard because we obviously own the original Xbox. And it's hard for me to go back to 2006 in my mind and remember what video games looked like back then. I know. It catches you off guard because I remember being as a kid like, oh, the graphics were amazing. Yeah. And obviously those show age. And it's not even just about the graphics. But what is really, I think, unique and special about this game, um, voice acting. Yeah. Which, how good was voice acting back in 2006? (laughs) Probably okay in most games, but not great. And I I would say this falls into the category of great. Um, and then the other thing that sticks out to me is the inventiveness of each level. Yeah. Like everything was unique and different and the game constantly felt like it was trying to up the ante on this is the new clever idea that we have. This is the next clever idea that we have. And, you know, I'm trying to think in 2006, how often were games doing stuff like that? Uh, You know, nowadays you might run into it, but back then I, I, I don't think you did. Yeah. Uh, so the, the further you get into it, it's not just a platformer. It's it's a whole lot of everything. Uh, the writing's solid, but I think that's a double fine thing. From my understanding, their writing is always really, really strong. So All that to say, it is a game. Nice. I mean, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Aaron here. I don't think it's like a must game. Like, oh my goodness, you've got to download this game. You've got to play it. However, if it's something that you've been interested in, it is worth the time. It's a lot of fun. It 
like Andrew or like Aaron was saying, it holds up very well. I mean, sure, you can go, you look at it, and you go, okay, this isn't remastered. This is an Xbox game. It's old, but it plays so well, and and it does things that I feel like you don't really even see in games today. So, I I definitely think it's a very good game, and so I will call it a game. So for me, I'm gonna go a bit farther, and I think this is a must game. So. I say it's a must game too, because another reason we're covering this is because it's E3 just happened. They did finally give the release date for Psychonauts 2, which is coming out very soon. And I think, I remember when I first played this, this was one of my favorite original Xbox games. I remember when I first played this, I loved it. I loved the humor. I loved the art style, everything about it. I remember getting majority of the collectibles back then. And this was before achievements. So this was just for the love of collecting things. And replaying it now i was like now i remember why i love this game and i think it holds up very well the graphics some things show its age i think the graphics a little bit but most importantly the controls which we'll get into a little bit later but yeah for me i think this is a must game this is something you should really experience but starting off uh as i did a little bit of synopsis of the story you play as a young cadet raz who runs away from his family who you are a family of circus folk and your family hates psychics. You're actually a family of like gypsies, and you actually have a gypsy curse that everyone in your family is going to die from water. And so this is why your family hates psychics, because it was a psychic that ended up applying this curse to your family. So as a young kid, a random stranger gave you a brochure for this camp. And Raz, of course, goes off to this camp, and something's not quite right, because some of the kids start losing their brains. I gotta ask you guys, so what did you think of the story? Well, I'm going to start right off, and I mean, you don't really kind of find out about the letter. Well, at least it, you don't find out, like, the little cut scene where it shows you getting the letter and everything. Very Harry Potter-esque, you know, you get this mystery letter discovered from a magical distant place and calling you to come learn about your, your magical skills that you have. So, yeah, it's like Harry Potter at, at its core. That's true. I, I actually, with the core concept of this game... Do you think Christopher Nolan got the idea of Inception from this game? No. You're essentially going inside people's minds, fixing it, kind of planting ideas in their minds. I think you can state that as a fact. Uh, yes. <laughs> Christopher Nolan that. definitely played this game. I do like that you said Harry Potter, though, because this is dang Harry Potter. <laughs> Just minus the owls. Yeah. Uh, even with the teachers, the different teachers, and then they're teaching you new skills. Along. This is Harry Potter. Dang, that actually is a good point. It is. It's 100%. not purgatory, it's Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> it's Harry Potter in purgatory is what it is. Uh, this, uh, initially, I did not like the story because it just throws you in it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's very abrupt. I mean, it was kind of like jarring because all of a sudden it's just there. Yeah, like, welcome even, to camp, here you are. Even when they introduced uh, Rasputin, or Raz, uh, I mean, he just... Let me emphasize Rasputin. Rasputin. That's his name. name. I'm just saying his name. There's nothing (laughs) weird about that. Rasputin. He he literally just like shows up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, video game. Oh, and and it's you. You're this person. And so those games always kind of frustrate me where like I am just immediately in it. And I don't. I don't, I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> no backstory. Yeah, no, it's nothing. Just, nothing. Oh, there you go. You find Have out, fun. obviously, as you're playing it, it, it evolves and it starts to open all that stuff up and it, it gets better. But initially, I was like, oof. And then uh, I, I, in my head, I'm thinking, was, was this how all games were in 2006? <laughs> Did they just happen? They, they just, they weren't as hand holdy. 
So I, yeah, I was, I was a little bit concerned that I was like, oh, this is not going to be a good start here. Uh, but yeah, it gets better. So I, I agree, Aaron. The game really does just kind of like throw you in. But overall, I thought I liked the story because you mentioned it a little bit before. Uh, this game is all about going inside people's minds. And so like that's the actual play world you do. So think like, you know, Super Mario 64, you went through the paintings and you went to those different, world, different worlds. This is the way this game does this. Yeah, you, you put a door on someone's head and you enter their mind. And I loved that concept. And it just it really opens the door to just and you like how I did there to just like really interesting areas and yeah the story is very basic you know uh, your family's coming to pick you up you are basically trying to become a psychonaut and complete the camp within two days but then it kind of turns into this whole like not murder mystery because nobody's murdered but you know kids are losing their minds and so it's just this whole kind of mystery and the voice acting really drives the story I, I loved the voice acting in this game. So for me, I thought the story was fantastic. Well, you know me. You know I, I love me some Invader Zim. And so, like, having him come back again, I, I can't, I don't know the guy's name. I just know Invader Zim. Is <laughs> like, starting out with his voice acting alone, I think is great. And I think, especially, there's something special about someone who is, like, purely a voice actor. You know, like you have a game yeah. like Jack Black or um, Terry Crews. And so you're picturing them like, I don't know what this guy looks like. I just know his voice. And so and I always know him as just a voice. So when he pops up, like he just always seems to do a good job, I guess. But even all the other voice acting and like the way the story is told, all the dialogue is interesting. It's all unique. It's not one of those games where you constantly just hear someone yelling the same thing over and over again. So like I, I just liked how they did that. And yeah, I, I actually paid attention to the story and like what was going on because if you add some comedy to it, you're you're always gonna hook me just a little bit more. Yeah, and that's the thing too, I think that hits really well with this game is the comedy. Because it's not it's not fully in your face all the time. It is a lot of simple dialogue stuff. And if you're not paying attention and listening and like the voice acting wasn't as good as it was, a lot of this comedy would not hit. But I think it does and it there's a good amount of moments in this that really had me chuckling good. And I don't think I laughed a whole lot. Like there might've been a couple moments that were like high in levity, but I don't think I necessarily thought it was funny. I know you described this game as a lot funnier than I would. Granted, it's, I played this one as a lot younger. And I do remember when I played this younger, I thought it was super funny, but I, th I think it's, you know, and again, I think this goes under something that Double Fine Studios is known for, which yeah. is kind of a lighthearted. And this is why I thought of Monkey Island, because Monkey Island, many years ago, when I did play Monkey Island, it was the funniest game I had ever played. So, you know, I, I know that's kind of their, their standard. For me, it was, it was funny enough, but I, I wouldn't say I was out here, you know, slapping my knees laughing oh yeah no i wasn't keeled over in laughter or it, it wasn't that type of comedy but it was definitely it was there enough and i and i think like andrew was saying the fact that it was just subtle enough i think that's why i liked it because i like that sort of subtle not just like here's a fart it yeah. like it was more to it and you kind of had to it's, i don't even was there it, a single fart joke i don't think so i mean none that stuck out Man. to me but that's what I'm saying. Is it's not it's like jokes, I'm not some missed opportunities. Yeah, I'm not trying to make it sound like ooh, it's this big smart comedy. But it yeah, they did do it, a brain fart. Ah, <laughs> mm. oh, yeah, that would have been a good one. See, missed opportunity. See, I'll take a fart joke. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. Oh, I know you, Keith. Do it. Do it good. 
And um, yeah, I just I liked the way that they put the comedy into it. And it because there are certain points in the game where it's again not overly serious but you're like wow there's actually some like emotion behind some of the storytelling like the theater oh yeah like it's a sad little oh, story yeah. that was one of my favorite collectibles inside everyone's minds you have figments of imagination you have cobwebs emotional baggage and then the vaults which are like hidden memories that people really suppress in the vaults some of them were really good like yeah some of them talk about like suicide a lot of them talk about just like personal like faults that they people deal with i loved finding the vaults yeah but like simple just black and white slideshows with no audio but they told a great story but not even that like i'm just talking about even like the whole when you go into the actress's mind like it's this whole sad story about how she basically gets abandoned by her mother because her mother goes off and runs off with her boyfriend because all she cares about is herself and she just gets abandoned there but she somehow like fights through it becomes successful so you have like this half and half like really dark but like really happy story because she's successful, but she was abandoned and nobody loved her. And so I don't know. It was, they made it like lighthearted, but there's also some real like emotional things happening. I was not a big fan of <laughs> this. There's a little bit, some of that stuff is buried, but I, I don't know. I'm, I feel a little bit different about the collectibles kind of giving you some insight. I agree. The vault stuff was pretty decent, but can, can somebody explain to me what the baggages do? Absolutely <laughs> Don't nothing. I was disappointed with the baggages, too. I thought the baggages would also kind of tell more about, like, their That's what I moments. thought was going to happen. Or the no, cobwebs, all, all too, happens, even. Yeah. Well, all the baggages do, if you collect all the baggages, you get concept art. Usually about that level. Okay, so it and wasn't that's, about... That's a very old game thing. Instead no, of giving you yeah. achievements, they give you concept art, which was okay, but I, not worth hunting for. Because I don't necessarily want to jump on the collectibles, but I've got issues with the collectibles. <laughs> I got some gripes there. All right, well, why don't you tell us about those gripes? Uh, this is too many. Everything's a collectible. This, this is just too many. All right, so let's break this down a little bit. Uh, you've got arrowheads to collect. Which you've is got, currency. Yeah, so you got the cards to collect. Which leveled you up. You got the centers of the cards that you need to combine to raise your side level. Yeah. Uh, you've got tags. You've got baggages. You've got figments of of imaginations. Which those level you up. Okay. You've got cobwebs. Which those level you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've just listed seven. You could probably make an argument. You could also add health and ammo. Yeah. As, as yeah. additional things that you could be collecting as well. Uh just too many collectibles. So I, <laughs> Just too I, many collectibles. I don't consider currency a collectible. And I, same with, again, health. Fine. But I, I no, no, no. pickups. I them. guess if we're talking you not collectibles, pickups. You, you need to get the cobweb gun. Yes. And so you need to buy that. So I, I guess I would actually they consider They obsessively remind you to buy that gun. Yeah, yeah. that took Which me a you little... can't buy until much further down the road anyway. But yeah, I, there's too many dang collectibles. Too many <laughs> dang collectibles. I, I was... And so many of them just do the same thing, which is raise your side level. That's my other issues. Like, well, just give me one thing to collect. I don't need, like, four things to raise my level. I just need one of those things to do that. Well, and on that point, get... too, is, like, when you're talking about the figments, it'll be like, there's 185 of them in this area. And so yes. even if you do try to go collect them, you're like, I'm going to try and do this because, you know, you go just take a little bit of extra attention as you go through it. And then you get through the whole thing and you have 184 out of 185. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not going to do this, but I want to out of, out of spite. I think it, I did it on one and I spent no, at least, I did not. I spent like 10 minutes trying to find it. And I was like, no, I'm done. This is stupid. All it's going to do is get me not even a full level. 
carry on. That's the problem. The problem was is like the payout was nothing. Well, because yeah, it's you really can, nothing. You can get up to a level one hundred, which is just yeah. But who cares? I, I, what I, is I, that? I mean, you get better <laughs> skills or your skills improve, I guess. But I'm I'm not saying it's worth it to increase to a hundred. I never felt like I needed my skills to be that much more improved. I felt like they were just leveling. Level yeah, I thought they fine. were just fine too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I never felt like, uh, well, if I do this, this could make this so much easier for me. It just felt like, and and maybe it was the sign of the times, I guess. But I I can't think of any game that had that many different types of collectibles, <laughs> like. Even if you're playing a stinking Mario 64, you collect coins and stars. Yeah. yeah. The end. Well, That's end of collecting. And it could be a double fine thing again as well, because Brutal Legends, like we were talking about, there's like three or four different like main collectibles, if I remember. Yeah. And, it, and about... they're all the same way. It's like, there's 65 of these statues in this area. There's 422 of this thing. That's way too many yeah. of a thing. <laughs> Like no, let's cap it it's at a hundred. It's not a collectible. It's not a collectible. If just walking, I get four of them within thirty seconds. I like, do agree with that. That's not agree. a collectible. If you're throwing too much, yeah. it does get a little annoying. And, and they added nothing really, even like visually. No. It was just like well, and I'm just saying, even from the effect of it, like if it's a figment of his imagination, like the first time you see it, it's like this big scary monster. It's like don't worry, that's not going to hurt you. And that's how they introduce you to it. But everything else beyond that, it's like. A robber on the top of a, a burglar on the top of a, a rooftop, Oof. and every single rooftop has it. So again, it's not really all that special. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's funny when we first started playing this. Keith goes, "Wait, is there not achievements?" I'm like, "No, you know, this is original Xbox game. They have achievements then." So Keith goes, "Ah, oh, good. That means I don't have to get all the collectibles." But he then two still days doesn't. later, he messages me like, "Yeah, I'm only like three levels in. I've been trying to get all the collectibles, but I'm a really high level." <laughs> No game. Yeah, no he sees collectibles and he is excited. I got some neat stuff. So I, I do agree. Yeah, the collectibles were a bit much, but overall, like, what did you guys actually think of the platforming? Because for me, I was actually really surprised how solid it is. Like when you play some older platformers, normally the biggest issue is the camera, and there's there was some areas I had some issues with the camera, but overall, I thought the the platform was really solid. Because surprisingly, too, for this being a 2006 game, your character actually will grab on ledges, which I feel like is such a common feature now, but not so much back then. And so, like, even if you slightly miss your platform, your character will still grab it and kind of, you have kind of like a safety net. But yeah, I thought the gameplay actually held up really well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say I'm a massive fan of platformers. I kind of tolerate them, but I tend to be more frustrated by what feels like a dumb miss when you're trying to jump on something. But I would yeah. say that in general, I agree the grabbing onto a ledge. Like why did that not exist in platformers? Like it should have just been a standard. <laughs> um, you, you know where it really surprised me where I was really um, intrigued by the whole platforming is once you learn levitation. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's when the game really kind of opens <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. When you, when you got levitation and, and that's what I was saying at the beginning of all of this, where the game kept evolving and adding in unique and different things and in 2006 i just don't remember games being like this that was one of those moments that really stuck out to me because as you're learning platforming using levitation um i was shocked at how nice that felt like how momentum felt yeah it it felt so natural it felt Especially, so smooth yeah if you're on a like your elevation too if you're on a hill 
how quickly you'll slide down it like, or like you yeah. Know, edge. yeah like yeah it's wild to think that at that time like halo was a hot hot game and the warthog would feel worse <laughs> to drive than it would be to use this levitation ball in psychonauts so yeah I, there were things that i was really impressed with and that's one of those things where the platforming just felt natural it felt like a good extension of it and it works I do think the the levitation is funny because there's nothing really you don't levitate. No, but I, no, I mean, you I go fast. Thought. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with your sentiments on it, like really opening up the game and making it a lot more interesting. But at the same time, I was like, this this isn't levitation at all. It's it's moving fast. It's jumping higher and it's floating. Um, that's none of those things. Oh, you mean floating like levitation? No, like parachute. <laughs> And, no, and you've, I just and wanted to you've just float be down. clear that floating is levitation. Keith. Yeah, I mean, like you you slowly drift to the ground. You don't fall. You float. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, but that's where I think it's really cool. And like the changing biomes of like everyone's mind and how they are like they they overall did a really good shake good job shaking them up and like the different aspects of gameplay. Like there's the one I re- was thinking of in particular that what I was playing I was like, this just seems like a really cool concept was the underwater one where you fight where you're fighting the boss and he's just pushing this or she Air is bubble. just pushing along this little underwater bubble and you have yeah. to like follow along and platform and not get caught outside of the bubble or you die so i just i'm sure other games have done it but it was it was such like a change of pace of the game i guess and i thought that was really cool yeah, I, I thought the change of pace of the game overall was, yeah, really impressive. Yeah, you're still kind of doing the same thing. You know, you're in a new world, you know, trying to get to the end of it, so on and so forth. But, yeah, everything was just so unique and diverse that it really just kept the game feeling fresh. Uh, I, I do got to ask, though, did you guys have a favorite or a least favorite? I know I had one that I really hated, and I'm curious if you guys felt the same way. Um... The one I didn't like, but not even because it was that difficult. It was just long. I felt like it was that little suburb area where you have to get like the different agent items to the blend security in guard? with them. That and is it, the one I hated. Was I it? hated that one. It was so boring. Yeah, it was. It like it was kind of a cool concept as far as like, hey, you gotta go, you know, get this, get these different things, blend in, sneak around. This is how you do it. But at the same token it was so long and boring and yeah. like, there wasn't a lot of excitement. You're not really fighting anything. You're just running and collecting. And that was the one I got 164 out of 165 figments on. I was like, oh, stupid collectibles. Well, yeah. Cause what I hated so much about that, that one is you're supposed to go in the buildings, but it doesn't tell you that I ended up by actually falling in front of a house and it made me go into the building. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, had I had to go into every single house to look for items and I think that is one thing where this game really shows its age. It has a, it doesn't fully explain some things. So I wanted to ask you guys another segment we usually do. What did you guys YouTube with this game? Um, not a ton of things. And it was like really dumb things. Uh, for example, on that suburb level, after you, after you get one of the agent things, like you go all the way to the end, you get sucked underground by this like demon thing. I guess. I don't know. I don't really know what a demon worm. It didn't explain it at all. That thing just magically appeared and started attacking you. I don't well, know it, it, it kind of does, I think, because if I remember whose mind was it? It was a security guard. But it was something about a bunch of children dying. 
and like you go to this weird underground area and she's like no don't go down there uh it's the the uh the teacher down by the lake but there's like all these like dead kids or something and you're you go down underground and there's this cage and those little things are walking around and you just hear like little kids like why did you let us die it's kind of creepy actually nightmare fuel yeah i do not remember this moment yeah it's it's in there it's kind of creepy but it still don't necessarily know what they are other than just again maybe like demons of their mind but yeah i ended up youtubing it because i kept fighting it and it keeps getting its health back and i was like i'm pretty sure i just have to throw one of these it like explodes out these little exploding balls and i was like i think i have to throw one at it but i like couldn't get the shot lined up and it gives you like five seconds to do it so i was just like i gotta look this up and make sure i'm right and then i was but um yeah, it was like dumb stuff like that that I looked up. But yeah, I, I talked to you that I had to YouTube pretty early because I did not realize there was like a, a another menu to bring up for like an for an item. Your backpack. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know if I again I don't read tutorials, so it could have very well been given to me in a tutorial. I, no, I didn't I, see it. I actually hit it by accident. So. So there is a point where you have to put a button to open a door. Like, you have to give it a button. And I'm like, where is this button? So I started just exploring and just going around. But if I look on the map, it clearly says I need to be in that location. So finally, I'm like, all right, I'm YouTubing this thing. And he didn't even explain it. He just showed. He pulled up a menu. And I'm like, what is that menu? (laughs) Nobody show me this menu. So I figured it out. Uh, you know, I just started hitting all these buttons until I, I had this menu get brought up. Yeah, there are definitely some moments in here that's it doesn't tell you what's going on. It doesn't really hold your hand. Um, but in general, you can figure this stuff out. If you've been playing video games, you can kind of figure this out. I, I just didn't know this menu existed. So that's the only thing that got me. Yeah, for me, I, I'm with Keith. I ended up YouTubing the security guard mind, and it wasn't even for the boss. I figured that out right away when he threw bombs. I was like, oh, I just got to probably use telekinesis and throw it at the guy. No, for me, with the security boss or the security guard's mind, you had to have certain items in order to access areas. And as I said, you have to go through every single house, open every car, just to find an item to use as a disguise. And I just went, I don't have the time for this. I, you know, I got to play through this game. I'm just, I'm just going to YouTube this area. And yeah, I instantly found a walkthrough. It just kind of got me right through it. Well, I just did not like that level. I thought the level was so slow. I mean, that's, well, so that's actually the same one I YouTube because I, it was that little thing that pulls you underground that I looked up that fight for. But, and, and I actually was looking at parts of that because the thing is, is you really didn't need to go into those houses except for maybe like two items, I think. Otherwise it's like you walk to the end of the level, which takes forever and yeah. I guess unless you're not looking for like trying to collect things, but you just walk to the end of the level, they give you an item and then you walk back and then you do have to go into one of the houses, I believe with that item. And then you can go underground and, and go on to the next level. But yeah, it's, that was, so that was the one you were talking about last night. Okay. And um, yeah, yeah, that one, I didn't hate that level as a whole other than I just thought it was really boring. The other thing I wanted to bring up where I think this game really shows its age and that is the controls. Uh, so you end up getting quite a bit of different skills. And I think a lot of the skills are very fun and useful. Unfortunately. So this is the original Xbox. So before they had left and right bumper, it was black and white. And then, so you have black and white the old Duke and, controller. Yeah. 
if black and white and the right trigger is what you assign your abilities to. And you have to like swap through them quite a bit. I don't know about you guys, but that was my biggest complaint as a controller. It, it wasn't game breaking. Like it didn't ruin the game for me, but I, for me, it really showed its age. Well, I just, I made it easy on myself and I just remembered that white is not right. So that I always knew that the white was the left bumper and the black one was the right bumper. Wow. <laughs> what a method. I just punched <laughs> a lot. So I barely switched. Things. Well, there's also, I but shot the, a lot. I was gonna say, but there's, there's points where like it forces you to use those skills. And yeah, I yeah. think what got, what got me the most on that is I wish that it was like, and I think more games do this now where you have like three kind of subset of skills and you can only lock in one of three skills to a certain button. So whatever skill you have is always going to be locked to that button. But sometimes I'd have it on my right trigger. Sometimes I'd have it on my right bumper. And so like it just I, I would get confused because I never had my skills on the same button. That's one thing I didn't like because I kind of got used to the black and white buttons. Like jokes aside of, of my fun little reminder, like I got more <laughs> or less used to that. I, I just didn't get used to my skills always being on a different button. But I, I, I love the abilities of this game. I think the combat was okay. And the boss, what did you guys think of the boss fights? They were alright. I loved it. I thought, yeah, I thought they were fine. I actually liked how quick they were. That was probably my favorite thing. Yeah. There's yeah. a good amount of them. They're just quick. I, I, I think it prob- there's probably philosophy on, like, what are good boss fights. Um, you know, obviously there's a whole genre of games and, like, the Dark Soul games, which are all about daunting, ridiculous boss fights. Uh, I don't think I've ever been a huge fan of boss fights, so I always kind of appreciate them being brief. Like <laughs> I, I appreciate them being kind of just maybe slightly challenging. It'd be a small puzzle to solve, but it not go on for longer than it needs to go. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I have any complaints on that front. Yes, yeah, see, I, I agree. Like, I don't want this like crazy Dark Souls type of boss. I There's reasons I don't play games like that, so I don't want that in every single game. But I, I do like it where it's like, you know, maybe it breaks up the boss fight into three different segments and like you have to fight them a slightly different way. And I, I don't really remember the game doing anything of that. So, uh, but again, not going to really fault the 2006 game on not having that intricacy on a boss fight. But I thought they were fine. They were really just there to serve as having like an ending to an area is what I felt like. Because otherwise, yeah, the, the combat is... It leaves a little bit to be desired. You kind of just run around and you just either smack or shoot everything. And you just fight some really generally a variation of a little guy in a suit with a big sensor stamp. So, well, I know you had a, a hard issue with one of the bosses. Wasn't the one in the theater? Um, the theater one. See, well, I kind of figured out the theater one. It was it, it, it almost again. It doesn't really give you much explanation. But I, I think I only died maybe like a couple of times to him. Like it wasn't like I had like a huge, huge struggle. I guess you could say I, I did struggle with that one that the little demon worm because I Googled or I YouTubed it. But I also didn't really struggle because it only took like five shots to actually take it down. So it blows up its little, you know, exploding balls. And then you hit it once with one of those and it's dead. So it's it's not like it was even difficult once I really figured out what I was doing. Yeah, so I agree with you guys. I, I like just kind of a simple boss fight. Even if they're not too intricate, they at least have to have really good design. And I think this is one thing that the game really excels with, is its art style. Even though this game came out in 2006, its graphics does show a little bit in its environment, but I loved the art style of Psychonauts. 
to me, I'm assuming you guys probably got the same feel, but it felt very much like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Just like yeah, I can see that kind of exaggerated. A lot of these people are actually very grotesque looking, but I loved the if, art style. If you were to tell me this was inspired by Tim Burton, or it was created by Tim Burton, it would 100% make sense. To the degree of there is a character in this that to me is a straight up ripoff of a character in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Can you even think of who it would the be? The scientist. The scientist. Oh yeah. The scientist is the well, guy that. Well, the scientist in this one has like a shower cap. The scientist yeah. in. He has a metal cap. Christmas is in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair, but he's got the metal cap on his head. Yeah. They look exactly the same. <laughs> I, oh, okay. But instead of a metal cap, he's got a shower, a shower cap. cap. Other than that, it's the same stinking character model. Well, yeah. and even uh, like some of the characters, like the bully of the camp. I mean, he's like a, a zombie monster thing, I guess, looks like which it, yeah. is an, a whole other level of weird about this game that I don't get outside of you could have told me it's a Tim Burton inspiration of that, like, hey, everything's just a little bit weird in this world. But there was no real explanation why there's just like monsters or, and humans. And I don't think one, you need one. No. I, yeah, you don't need one, but it was just kind of weird. Like, it was, like, all Earth-centered. They don't mention outer space other than there's this one little girl that just happens to mention that she's an alien. And it's just like, hey, there's psychic events happening, and we're here to prevent it. So, I don't know. I'm not knocking it for it. It just feels like a weird type of thing. that You have all this going on, and they just wanted to have these weird designs, I think. It felt like... In a lot of ways, like this was a Nickelodeon show from the late '90s, early 2000s. Oh yeah, I totally could have seen this as like, a kid show. It, it, there are so many times you're having interactions with some of the other kids in the camp, and you're like, I, I could 100 percent have been watching a show just like this on Nickelodeon. Um, so it, it again, that has a feeling of its time, where those it, it just it it had that kind of feel. It had the Tim Burton feel. It had the Nickelodeon of the mid two thousands feel. I will say there. I mean, yeah. I I, don't, I think they probably could have gotten away with it on Nickelodeon in the late nineties, early two thousands. But like, there was some weirdly not adult. Like it wasn't graphic, but like the little boy who's peeping in on the girls, the girls. Oh yeah. And yeah. like, there's just weird little things along the way through that. I'm like, that's this is not uh, too kid friendly. But the teacher that teaches you levitation. Oh, um, she's like hitting on you hardcore. Oh, she's and, straight up. There's problems oh, yeah. there. That's, yeah, that, that's a problem. Man. That was very, very uncomfortable. She's like, ooh, you know how to flirt. I'm like, he's nine. You <laughs> like, chill this out. Is a child. You're a camp counselor. Yeah, that was that was uncomfortable. But I, I think the art style was really good though, because I actually thought it, it worked really well because this wasn't a game that was like, oh, we're gonna try to go realistic because and you play any sort of game from 2006 that they try to go realistic, it doesn't age well. Mm-hmm. But I think it aged well for this game because, as Keith said, this isn't a remaster. This is this is a straight port, and it also makes the characters very memorable, which is great because the voice acting is so good. And like I can distinctly remember like these characters, even though I've played it so long ago. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this secret agent guy. I remember the scientist. I remember yeah, the goofy, dopey like best friend who makes squirrels explode. Like, because I remember the art style of this game and I remember the voice acting. And I think just the voice acting, the sound effects of this game also just, I think, are really good. Well, there's some noises in this game that kind yeah. of me a little bit. The I will say. sound design. <laughs> you lose me a little bit on that one. Like, the voice acting is good. 
I think graphically it looks good. The, the, the design and aesthetic of the game is all good. Like I, I can agree with that. Sound, I don't know if I'm like fully the sound on board. The sensors kind of annoyed me. They constantly yeah. go around saying ow, 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 ow. Yeah. You get like too many on the screen. It's kind of like, all right, this is a bit much. I need to start killing you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm fully on with that one. They say like the death noise too. I don't know what <laughs> that noise is, but that, the thing I was trying to imitate there. See, I I thought the death noise was fine because it like some games when they give you a death noise that like it makes you feel bad that he died. This one was just at least kind of lighthearted. Keith's dying a lot. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> oh, so he oh, was just I'm, sick of hearing that sound. I'm not even hiding it because <laughs> like so I've I've said this. I'm pretty sure on other platformer games we played. I have this tendency that if I start to die like maybe like two or three times at the same part, like on a platforming se- section in particular. I start to just be like, all right, I get this now. I know what to do. I just need to do it. And then I just start rushing everything. And then I just start doing things like running off the cliff, not even jumping, <laughs> like missing entirely. And then I just get more frustrated. And then, yeah, I hear that sound like 10 times in two minutes. Like, F this noise. I hate everything. <laughs> so, But at least for me, like nothing was like overly exaggerated. Like I didn't like hear the sensor noises of them saying ow all the time. So, yes, yeah, some of the sound effects weren't great, but at least, like, it wasn't so repetitive that it just drove me insane. So I at least appreciate that. But, yeah, I was, I was like, I keep saying, I was impressed with the cast they got. I felt like everyone actually did a really good job with their characters. Um, yeah, I mean, I, whether or not I felt for every character in the game, they were all memorable in some way. Like, they were yeah. all unique, and they all, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know. They all had a different, distinct personality, which I thought was kind of neat. Which also, it was like they fit them to like, hey, this is a, a camp. You've got a bully. You've got the popular girl. You've got the weird kid. Yeah. Set so. up for Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Well, so with our next segment that we normally talk about, since this unfortunately is an original Xbox team, there is no achievements. But they, with recent E3, they did finally give a release date of Psychonauts 2. And I got to ask you guys, out of one out of ten brains, how excited are you guys now for Psychonauts 2? This is actually kind of tough. Just because, as far as it goes for Double Fine as a studio, I imagine they've gone through a lot of changes over the years. And they're really known for their point and click. I feel like there was like this brief period in original Xbox and some 360 where they did this kind of platform stuff with Brutal Legend. I feel like their catalog is more platformers because they've done a ton of different little things. Can uh, you name one outside of these two? Yeah, I... stacking. That was them. Yeah, they, it's oh, a it's a dog. It's a it's like a third person puzzle game where you play. Yeah, uh, I remember the Russian this. dolls. Um, okay, all right. I think they did trenched. <sighs> I know I'm putting you on the spot there, so I'm kind of making this impossible. Yeah, I know. Uh, I personally get a little nervous when there's huge spans of time between sequels get a little bit nervous on that front um and obviously i think they've got a lot riding on this there's uh, a lot of people i know will look at um will look at psychonauts and say it's one of their all-time favorite games and to me it's probably sets the bar up really really high for this game so yeah i'm excited i I mean i'll say i'm a a solid seven brains out of ten and I was, it's not Trenched. Trenched was like its, I think, first name, but it was uh, Iron Brigade. This is a 360 game. Really cool. 
Uh, so it was a third-person mech, but also a turret defense game. And it, it, there was no humor in it. Yeah, it this is really totally cool. different type yeah, of game. It was during World War One, where you are these iron mechs, and yeah, you could either be like someone who just fights the aliens, or you could be like an engineer. Yeah, I really different I, type of style. I thought I had an idea who the studio was. No, they. So Double They're Fine everywhere. This is why I love Double Fine. Double Fine is very open to ideas. They always have like anyone in the studio pitch ideas. Um, they have a thing called uh, uh, crap. I can't remember. It's like it's like something Fortnite. Uh, but they, they literally do, like, two weeks of just, like, massive brainstorming and just coming up with weird ideas. Uh, another recent Game Pass game they came out with uh, was Knights in Bikes. You play these little kids <laughs> that go around, and I, I don't know the full story of it. I hated the trailer because the trailer was obnoxious. That was Double Fine 2? Yeah, that was I do- I downloaded that game because I was like, oh, this looks like it could be kind of a neat game. I, I just never got to actually playing it, but I didn't realize that was them. And I don't, yeah. Is it off Game Pass now? I think it left. I, I don't know if it's important to know or not, but it was on Game Pass, and I don't remember if it is now. But I mean, while you're while you're looking that up, I guess I'll answer this question. And I'm I'm sort of with Aaron in that it's weird for me, slightly for different reasons. One, I mean, partly yes, I agree. When you go this length of time between two sequels, it's it's hard to stay excited. Now, for me, having just played Psychonauts for the first time in 2021, I can say, oh, or you know, I can relate to having just played this and. So there is some excitement for me to really maybe play it. But at the same token, I don't, show, I don't know if it's an excitement or more of an interest. Like, I would like to see how they bring this game into 2021. I would like to see, you know, what they do graphically, where they go with the story. Because, like, do they play on the fact that it's been 15 years and, like, now the game is set far in the future? Like, all these types of different things. So I'm interested. I definitely want to play it, and I'm sure we'll probably end up doing an episode on it because that's just what we do. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think I'll I'll go with the same answer as Aaron. I'll give that seven out of ten brains. So for me, I'm a solid ten. I'm very excited for Psychonauts two. I remember when I first played this game, it ended, and I was like, I can I want to know more about this universe because everything that we experience is just like in this campground, and I'm like, I want to see what this world is like. Like, I want to see your character go out and join, you know, actually become a psychonaut and, like, go around the universe or or the world or whatever and see these different adventures. Because I remember by the end of this game, I loved it. I was so excited. And so Psychonauts 2 was first announced. I do believe it's just a PlayStation exclusive. And I was so sad about that. And I remember this game was too. It wasn't Psychonauts 2 wasn't going to be a Kickstarter game. There was another website, Fig bigs.com i forgot about that yeah where you become like an investor this was like one of the first games to kind of like launch that website and so i was like ah man i kind of want to do that because i really want this game but i was like well i'm not going to get it because i don't have a playstation but then of course microsoft bought double fine and now it's going to be an xbox exclusive which makes it makes me so excited but yeah i just remember back in 2006 i wanted a sequel so when they finally announced it during that e3 I was so excited. I was actually tempting, like debating about getting a PlayStation just to play it. So I'm a solid 10. I, I cannot wait. I, I want to see more of the adventures of these characters. I will agree. I, I would be more interested to see this in like a more expanded world. Like, yeah, you become an official psychonaut. You're not just trying to solve this weird mystery of a summer camp. So I think there would be some cool like aspects to that. But yeah. I mean, the E3 trailer recently showed some gameplay. Yeah but it doesn't talk story. I hope it goes right back to the camp and you never get out. 
<laughs> so it is purgatory. Yeah, I hope you just. I hope you're like all excited to get out of the camp, and then it's just like, no, never mind. You're back in the camp for a year have, two. You just have to become a camp counselor. Yeah, and I hope they like double down on the amount of collectibles. Oh like, yeah. I, if I go more than like five steps without collecting something, <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed. I mean, I didn't. I didn't say, it, but as you were saying that, it made me think like. If I went more than five steps without collecting something, I was like, am I missing something? Is there something? <laughs> Clearly, I'm missing something. Yeah, I didn't go back and look no possible way. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go to our final thoughts. Keith, why don't you go first? Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I didn't really know what to think of this game. Andrew had talked it up in advance. I mean, you, you had big things to say about it. But, and I, it's one of those things that I, because I didn't have an original Xbox, it was only on there. The name was like a uh, familiar double fine stuck out to me right away, obviously. Um, and yeah, it starts out a little bit slow and you're like this weird, like, I don't, I don't know. You don't really know what's going on. And, and that kind of makes sense. But as I got more and more into the game and like we were talking about the way that it evolves, the way that even though, yeah, it's not graphically the greatest game in the world, everything felt very unique, very different even like within the campground itself, when you went to different areas of the campground, whether it's the lake or the, the main, uh, the main logic, all these different things, it just, everything felt just a little bit different. And I really appreciated that for what they did of its time. It, it was good. And the gameplay seemed to change. Well, it's still always stuck to its core of being just a 3d platformer. Uh, so I think it's just a lot of fun. And I think once you have achievements, cause at least if you're going to ask me to collect 165 things, start giving me some achievements for it and and even regardless of that i think this game is prime for a remaster i think like if you could really trim up the graphics because the gameplay doesn't need to be touched almost like a destroy all humans just polish the controller yeah fix the controls make it say right bumper left bumper you know polish everything up just a little bit more and yeah maybe slap in some achievements even if it's just some really simple like hey you know, for beating each level. It doesn't have to be these crazy collectible things. I would love to see that. And I would probably even then go back and replay it. Um, and I will play Psychonauts 2. I think I'm excited for it. But I think all in all, I, I think this game rests at like a solid, yeah, like an 82 for me. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a remaster of this game. If you were going to see a remaster, you would have seen it now. Yeah, before um, Psychonauts 2. And that makes exactly. sense. So if you if you were gonna get people excited for Psychonauts too, because obviously that's coming right around the corner here, um, so you know with that coming you would have seen that already. So this is what you got. Uh, I can see why people might have listed this as their favorite game. I can totally get that, and I could see why in two thousand six, if I had played this game and wasn't playing Call of Duty four maybe back then, <laughs> um, and that being the only game I was obsessively playing. I probably would have enjoyed this game too. Um, but playing it now, I think it holds up. I think it holds up. It's a very good game. Um, if you're an achievement hunter, obviously this sucks and it's going to be awful for you. But uh, if you're open to just playing a game that's moderately challenging, but with a good story, good voice acting, um, and just a lot of character and charm, this is going to be right up your alley. Yeah. So I have to attach a number to this? Yeah. <clears throat> That's what we do every Sorry. week. <laughs> I want to say... You're looking paid. I'm going to say an 86. Ooh. Right. I think it's 86.24. 
this is where our scores even with no matter who is on this it never makes sense i feel like you dragged this game not way more than me but you you seemed way less excited than i did but you've got the higher score and maybe it's just me i think i just don't know how to score games i you know i just don't i can't picture me going back to an original xbox game and enjoying it as much as i would on this one and and a lot of my gripes are again probably just a, like what was attached to games at the time because like the collectible thing isn't like a bad thing it's not bad that well, there's collectibles because you can point. skip them really uh, yeah 100 percent. yeah i don't have to touch a single collectible in this game and i can do just fine going through it so it's not like it was a hindrance on my experience it wasn't it was just kind of a, a silly thing to put in the game the way that they did it so to me you know i, f- I feel comfortable keeping it that at that score i respect that yeah, you kind of have to measure it to its time. I'm, I'm not measuring it to what I'm playing nowadays because it, it lacks some of that refinement, but it's still great. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing a trailer and I forgot about this level where you actually play like a tabletop game and you actually like throw pieces and move pieces. Ah, that was a fun level. For me, like I said at the beginning, I, I loved Psychonauts. This was one of my original favorite games. I thought this game was a blast and I think it still holds up really well. Uh, the storytelling is great. Voice acting is great. The gameplay is fun. I love the environments. The game isn't very long either. You're looking at about 12 and a half hours. So not terribly long. I mean, if, if you're not like Keith, and you can ignore collectibles. Yeah, you can probably breeze through this game a bit quicker. But yeah, for me, Psychonauts is just a lot of fun. I love the characters. and I loved what this game was doing. It was very unique. It still holds up to this to today, which I love. And I cannot wait for Psychonauts 2. I think the story i just i can't wait to see where they go with the story uh for me i think we'd give it a 93 i think it's i think it's just a lot of fun you should definitely check it out as far as metacritic goes uh i didn't write any reviews that's normally liz's job and unfortunately she's not here today she decided to take a break uh for meta for metacritic score for critics it's at an 87 and for users it's an 8.8 which might i mention was right around my score so oh so looks like i'm finely tuned and most accurate so just just noting that that's all just for the record. I'll get you a cookie. Thank you. So, yeah, if uh, you're at all interested in Psychonauts 2, I think you should check out 1, because I don't, I don't know how the story is, obviously, in 2, because it's not out. You may be lost with the story, but I have a feeling they're going to do a good job tying it in or keeping it its own game. But, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you have any game suggestions, please write us an email at gamepassgrabag at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at the same name. Uh, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me at Xbox Live at Firebird at 01952. Aaron, where can people find you? I, I mean, really at this point, Real Movie Talk Podcast. Just check us out. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, we're all over the place now. Uh, we've been doing this for 187 Years? episodes. Oh, plus. So way more than this one. This is a baby podcast compared to mine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's where you can find me. We're so honored to have you. Thank yes, you. thank you. you. Thank you. I mean, you say that you're way ahead of us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome, I mean. But honestly, I mean, the amount of vacation weeks that you guys take and, you know, three weeks off here, two weeks there, Chaz is gone. I don't know. I'm just saying. Chaz is having a baby. Yeah, going and having babies. Get out of here with that. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I think we're going to – I think we'll just catch up to you. But that said, you can find me here. This is it. I mean, I'm I'm on Xbox Live too, but I – just do my own people can thing. find you at your home too do you want to give your address oh yeah uh do that right now <laughs> do it 
My let my, him know. My address is. In, in a you're making that up. Don't, don't, you you're making that up. Actually, you're giving him a fake address. All of that out. I want you to blur all of that out. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we hope to see you again next week. Bye. See you. Thank you.